Before we turn to the word, I would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. Oh, can you hear me? Can you hear me rubbing my pants right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds good. It sounds like uh, it sounds like when you're in class and you got your gym shorts on, and you're starting to fall asleep, and you're like, the only way I'm going to stay awake through this whole class is if I start jerking off through my pants. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I went to the same way. I was like, obviously, I'm grabbing my boner through my pocket, pocket boner. But, uh, back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, and Ashton Kutcher, if you had the ability to go back in time to, uh, strangle yourself in the womb with an umbilical right. cord, would you do it? No, I quite like myself. I don't think I'd kill myself. Yeah, but think about all the pain. Think about the time that guy stole your iPhone. Um, Think about the time I saw it, but I got I got vengeance on that guy. I got you know. Um, so I'll say this: uh, whenever we think about like regret, the only th- like there's a few moments where I'm like, oh man, I, I'm constantly dealing with that kind of like, uh, you know, like I look at myself and I'm like, oh man, I suck, you know. But um, I remember yeah. one time I was at an arcade uh, on a date, and uh, you know I was like, oh let's play skee ball, let's do arcade, and there were these. Um, six nerds no other way to describe them they're all wearing like invader zim t-shirts or spencer's gifts or beanie caps it's like 100 degrees out you know and you had every every version of nerd there was the huge guy the neck beard there was the really really skinny guy the skeletor type you know uh Uh, there was the uh leg beard you know like the uh the the the, just kind of the kind of you know just a girl that's a nerd whatever fine i mean they all deserve to live and they all have you know I, i i think they should be able to vote sure but they were doing a dance dance revolution and i remember Ugh. that they were they were doing dance dance revolution and they were so happy and one of the guys was just playing and they were just cheering and there was this one guy who had his arms around one of the other girls like oh yeah and he was like kissing her neck or some shit and something about them being happy made me angry and uh, i just yelled i went i just saw them and i just got this look in my eye and i went nerds and I could see them all turn, look, and then kind of look down, and they realized that they shouldn't be happy either, and they all just got really sad and then left. They they suddenly remembered that their parents hated they them. They suddenly cetera, remembered what their place was, and that wasn't uh, to be happy. And you regretted it. And I regret it. I think about that all the time. I think about it all the time. If I can, well, as you know, my life is chock full of those moments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You put your foot in your mouth, but I, I think about that all the time. I think, like, God damn, Cole, you're a bad person. You shouldn't be allowed. Do you think God's trying to tell you something? No, I don't think there is a God. No, but uh, obviously, you know. But uh, yet, I think about those kids all the time, like them playing Dance Dance Revolution, and be like, "We're so happy," and then I just saw them. I was like, "I'm not going to let that fly." You don't deserve to be happy. None of us do. Least of all you guys. Goddamn. Do you? Well, here's a question. Uh, and wrap it, bring this back to God, mm. and then we'll start talking about uh, our episode. And we'll introduce ourselves. Um, mm. Do you think that maybe 
you were the spark that they needed in life to achieve greater things and stop playing Dance Dance Revolution on, on a Saturday instead of maybe bettering themselves? No, no. I'm sure <laughs> that they all went on to lead menial, mediocre lives. and they're... Look them up. Look them up. I'm gonna look them up. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm, I'm gonna call that. Uh, get, I'm gonna call that. I'm gonna call right that now, shitty fucking guys. arcade at the uh, mall and be like, "Hey, uh, ten. Can I get your camera footage. Ten years ago, <laughs> uh, someone yelled nerd in a fucking arcade at a dead mall. You know, like one of those malls where half the stores are shut down. They had the arcade and and not like I'm so much better. I was still there too. You know, but uh, what if you did that and you hear a fumbling for a second and then a gunshot in the line? <laughs> <laughs> The guy's like that was like, oh, that was oh, me, works there. Uh, you know. I, I I worked my way up from playing Dance Dance Revolution to uh, assistant manager, and you brought it all back to to, to uh, from playing that game to staring at middle school girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. at the mall. Yeah, yeah for okay. sure. Well, this is chapter eight. Episode man, I like to say chapter. It's a Bible yeah, thing, you. right? Hashtag no, no. just well, Bible is, things. All right, welcome to episode eight of a Revelations podcast. I'm Cole Delusky. I'm Grant Voiced. We're getting started on this bullshit. This is episode yeah. eight. And which starting off in chapter 31. Genesis 31. I think you got to say the book. Yes. Yeah. I know, but if we're we, learning. I mean, come on. We, we, we are definitely learning because so, not only is this sort of our first trying to like read something and then talk about it, you know, book club style. But this is also my first time reading this Bible. Yeah, the reason I don't feel that it's necessary to say that the book is Genesis is because if someone's listening to this as a non sequitur, then they're really weird and I don't care about them. They should know. <laughs> It'd be weird to jump into any specific chapter just loose, you know? Yeah. Just like, Jacob, Rachel, who are these people, you know? Yeah. We're not, you know, these definitely are not self-contained. Um, well, we just talked about as the hurtful, hateful things we've done in the past. Yeah, really puts us, I think, on the same level as someone like maybe Jacob. Have we? Okay, so Jacob has had a bit of a, uh, what do you call it, uh, redemption arc here a little bit. He's he's in the middle of it, I would he's say. He's in the middle of it, if he ever finishes. Uh, I don't think you and I have ever received redemption. I've never done anything. It could, it could be a, he could be having a Challenger-esque redemption arc. Challenge, like the space shuttle? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> like he's really taken up he's really taken off and headed to space and then oh okay so he could be, i thought you were saying that he was like, i don't know i, I don't, no, you yeah i don't think the well, cha- i think the challenger is the opposite of a redemption arc it was more like a uh like a uh, it was like yeah this is gonna be great and i'm a school teacher and then yeah bits in the end that could be jacob's bit hmm. like that he's oh i'm coming you know I'm gonna work hard. Yeah. I'm gonna earn my wives fair and square, mm-hmm. like you're supposed mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. like God intended. It would, and then maybe he falls short in your eyes. The challenger arc would be similar. We could say that they're similar if, like, all the people that were in the challenger, like, all were having sex with each other and cheating on their wives. Oh, I know. Yeah. The challenger arc is more like humanity as a whole. Oh. Where we take off, we're progressing, and then we just hit the wall of probably destroying our planet. Right. Mm. I'm place. loving this analogy. We should try to tie everything back to the challenge, <laughs> challenger crash. Yeah, I think people that'd be challenging. I think people will like that. I think that's a. I think that's a pretty. Uh, well, we say it. We respect NASA, so let's get that. We out definitely front. respect NASA. Us. We're not making light. I feel like I feel like you are. You're definitely making light of it. I don't understand what you're talking well, about. Well, the challenger, the challenger made a bunch of light. 
What <laughs> exploded over Florida? <laughs> oh man, it might be too soon for challenger jokes. I don't know. Well, I'll look it up. Let me ask you a question. Okay, so let's okay. let's. I do want to know when's too soon. So I'm going to give you some. Let, let, let's get this out of the way so we know what jokes we can and can't say. I'm going to list some events, and I want you to ask, say too soon, and then we're going to find that line, okay? That line in the sand that's, okay, we can talk about everything before this, but nothing after, okay? This is a good idea. Okay, so 9-11. Too soon. Too soon. Uh, Challenger. Not too soon. Not too soon. That's exactly what you went Because <laughs> I was going to say that it probably starts around the JFK assassination. I feel like the JFK assassination is about the line where, like, if I heard someone making a JFK joke, I'd be like, Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. We can make we can make jokes about Ronald Reagan getting shot at and Hinkley getting a bullet. Uh, okay, so we'll wait, say, wait, we'll Hinkley say the Reagan? shooter or the Hinkley the bodyguard. Hinkley was the bodyguard, right? No, Hinkley was the shooter. Oh yeah, who's the bodyguard? That's famous. Brady. He's, he's but a he famous... wasn't a bodyguard. He was a congressman or something. He was just hanging out with Reagan. Brady. Brady Law. Oh, I thought he was the. Secret Service guy. I mean, a Secret Service man. I mean, I think a bunch of people got shot. Uh, I don't think anyone ever said Hinckley was a cracked shot. He sucks. He, he, he's no John Wilkes Booth. He's no. Uh, he's no uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. He's not a. He, he's not an accomplished yeah, killing machine. He was too busy watching uh, videos of what's her name? Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Yeah. Famously Jodie Foster. Taxi driver. We're getting off on a weird tangent here, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's rein it in. Let's, so, what else is too? Do you have any more too soon checks for me? Or I, 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 well, you just said challengers, and I think that's. I mean, the challenge. I think it happened before I was born. No, it and didn't. I, I watched it happen. It happened in 1986. Did it? You talking I about? I thought I watched yeah. a fucking. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. They have videos of it. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I was young. I thought. I thought I. No, I did. January twenty eighth, nineteen eighty six. Wait, I maybe I saw that. Discovery. Discovery launch. This is this is getting off the rails. But okay, we'll we'll rein it in. But just so we're clear, it's older than us. I mean, that's ancient history. Discovery. We're not. Are you sure? Yeah. Challenger launch. I'm gonna Google that shit. Nope, nineteen eighty three. Have the Wikipedia. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fuck it. Well. Okay. So nineteen eighty three. Uh, we'll we're gonna if you're listening, we're gonna let you know right now. That 9-11 is too soon to make fun of. I don't care what family yeah. guy does. Don't do it. Challenger. Ah. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, if, if you have any more Challenger jokes, okay, bring it on. Uh, 32 years ago. Reagan. Reagan, definitely. He's fair game. Um, it also really... It, it, de- it depends on how many deaths, though, because I'm still not okay with making a Holocaust joke, especially on air. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a okay, long so time there's ago. there's going to be some uh, there's going to be a, a metric that we adjust. It's time plus deaths. Well, also you got to look at what our right, content is. So we're talking a lot about the Jewish people, and so it would seem kind of like we were being real bullies if we were making jokes about Jew- atrocities against Jewish people. You know? Uh, yeah, I guess I don't really. I don't think there's anything funny about the Holocaust, though. Obviously. Right. But you can make a joke about literally anything. Yeah. Like, okay, I would say that there's nothing funny about the Holocaust, but could you make fun of Schindler's List? Hmm. I mean, Liam Neeson himself did, so yes. <laughs> That's right. Schindler's List. It was brilliant. Because I make great lists. Huh. All right. Okay, we'll come back to this. Because um, this, is, this, is like, this is just a normal conversation you and I have. Yeah, true. So nothing Should we uh, recap... Chapter seven. Uh, you do, you do it, because uh, okay, I'll butcher it. So we, where did where did oh, man? So it started with uh, 
Uh, I'll, I'll give you the taste. Uh, let me, you fill it in. But we started with the, uh, so episode seven starts with us recapping, obviously, <laughs> of yeah. uh, Jacob had just been cast out. He greased up a rock. He left okay. it. And that's where we stopped. Yeah. So cha- in uh, episode, episode seven, six. which was, yeah, but in episode seven, which is what I'm recapping now, uh, Jacob ran away from home. He w- woke up in Bethel. He heads out into this these fields up in Padan Aram, where his people are from, where Abraham's people are from. He's hanging out, seeing shepherds, um, ends up meeting his future wife, right. Rachel. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's out there being a shepherd girl, mm-hmm. and she runs back. It's her dad. They bring him in with open arms, of course. He's an old relative. Mm-hmm. He... Uh, he gets offered Rachel's hand in marriage, but he's going to have to work for seven years. He does that, right? Diligent mm-hmm. AF. Gets the gets the wedding day. His his father or his uh, soon to be father in law, otherwise his uncle Laban, says, "Yep, let's have a party. We're going to get you married. Get some good and drunk." Puts Leah, the older, nastier sister with blue eyes, right. behind the veil. He wakes up the next morning having just plowed Leah. A lot of, not a lot of about date it. rape in this book. Yeah, yeah, Leah really got him, tricked right. him. It's just a prank, bro. That's not what you want to hear when you wake up. <laughs> you just woke up, what happened? Wedding. I had a lot to drink yeah. last night, and you got split piss, and you're like, oh, what happened? Ugh, gross. What happened here? And, and so he uh, he wakes up with Leah. He goes to Laban. He's mad. Laban says, all right, you can marry Rachel, too. I just have to get rid of Leah first, you know, first in, first out. Yeah, it's BOGO. Restaurant style. It's BOGO this week. This one's on sale. <laughs> <laughs> so he has to work for yet another seven years. He does that. He gets to marry Rachel. But then he wants sheep, right? He wants kind of an, to earn part of uh, Laban's flock. So he works for, what, six more, a total of 20 years. Well, hold on. You're, you're, you're kind of mixing up. If you Oh, we're into now. We're into now. Huh? Yeah. So that's a little bit. No, well, no. Okay. So he marries. He gets Leah and Rachel. Leah and Rachel then, with their slaves, their two women, Bilhah and Zilpah, Yes. Decide to get in a sort of biological arms race of who can produce the most children. Um, and they're just popping out kids. And they're like, I'm beating you this time. I'm beating you. They're ripping off each other's clothes in the pool, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, so Jacob now has 11 kids. Um, and he's just like, God damn, I'm so sick of this shit. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. So when last we met, he goes to Laban, and he's like, Laban, I'm done here. I've been working for you for uh, 14 years, I think, is where we'd put it. He's at 14 years, and he's like, let's get out of here. And Laban's like, no, 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 bro, come on. I, obviously, there's a deal we can work. I love you. You know, We can work a deal. What, what do you want? And Jacob's like, give me all the spotted sheep and goats and whatever. Laban's like, cool, totally do it. And then he... So Laban agrees to that and then steals all the spot sheep. So you can kind of like fuck him over. Like, okay, I'm going to give you those stock prices. And then he like sinks the shot, the stock, you know? Yeah, he's being a real sneaky. He's trying to, he's trying to, oh, what a surprise. He's trying to fucking heel grab on Jacob, you know? And Jacob's like, I'm king heel grabber. You're going to fuck me this hard? Um, and so Jacob's like, you know what? That's fine. And despite getting screwed over by his uncle now for like the third time, he's like, you know what? I'm going to make my own sheep and I'm going to make my own wealth and you can eat a bag of shit. And that's where we left. It's like now Jacob, Laban has basically, he needs Jacob for his like wealth, I guess, as you would call it. Like he, like Jacob makes his sheep so fucking good. You know, like Jacob just, no, no one knows fucking the way Jacob knows fucking. And he can make those yeah, sheep yeah, just yeah. attack each other's fucking shit all day long. 
So he basically does the he is the shoulders upon which Gregor Mendel later stood. That's the selective breeding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He makes little punnet squares yeah, yeah. and figures out how to get all the good sheep. If you believe, and that's that where we're at. He's being sneaky, and that's the end of chapter thirty. Roughly, he's got eleven kids. He's got a bunch of sheep, and boy, is he getting antsy. Yeah, I'll yeah. say. So, uh, are you making a pun on a Nancy? The African no. kind of, oh, okay. I thought you were. I said he's getting antsy. Oh, I thought I thought you were having fun with words again. Ooh, that would be good because he's a trickster. Yeah, I. Let's say I did. Okay, Let's we're say gonna say you did. did. We're gonna say that was yeah. You. Oh yeah, you were. That's canon. Right. That's canon. Uh, I was just testing you. Uh, so the important thing is that Jacob is in charge of the fucking sheep. So when he gets good sheep, he's keeping them for himself. And when he gets mm-hmm. shitty sheep, he's like, oh, those are Laban's. Let me just push those over his way. So he is, in a sense, kind of screwing him over. He, it, it, it's like, you know what it's like? It's like, um, oh, it's like Shawshank Redemption. Remember? Like, uh, the warden is like Laban. And uh, what's his face? Jacob is like uh, the guy that didn't kill his wife. Who's that guy? Famous? Timothy Roberts? Uh, Not Timothy. Yeah, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. So Jacob's like Tim yeah. Robbins. And the warden's like, listen, I beat the shit out of you. I keep you here prisoner. I make it so you can't leave. Also, I kind of need you to handle my finances and <laughs> make sure that uh, all my money's going right where it needs to be. And he's like, oh, yeah, Smooth. totally, totally, totally doing that. And then secretly he's, like, putting all the money in a special accounts. He's putting all the good sheep in his gear and getting all the shitty sheep to leave him. Yeah, and, he's, and it's kind of like he's not just doing this because he likes screwing people over. It kind of has a doomsday prepper type feel to it. Like, he's building up. He probably does low key kind of like screwing people over. It's not his first. It's not his first rodeo. Yeah. So, this is Genesis thirty-one. Let's get started. Let's do it. Laban's We're into the chapter. Laban's kids are like, you know, um, they catch wise. They're like, you know, what? our sheep are kind of sickly and they fucking suck, and this one just died for nothing. Um, and Jacob's look jacked. I mean, like, if we're comparing sheep, Jacob's sheep are like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and our sheep are like, uh, I don't know, Skinny Tim. They're just no. <laughs> okay. Uh, before and after Captain America. Um, so they're like, man, this fucking sucks. And Laban also catches wise. He's like, he's looking at his sheep. They all just like sickly. They've all got the cough. He looks over at Jacob's. Jacob's are like, like they're just like, who wouldn't want to fuck them? You know. They're that good a sheep. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. all he's like fucking piece of shit. And Jacob sees this shit. And he's like, Oh, I think we've overstayed our welcome. It's been twenty years. I think I think they're catching wise. This embezzlement, it's gone great, but it's time for me to deploy my golden parachute and get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. So he goes to Rachel and Leah, his wives, and is like, This is Genesis thirty one five. And he says to Rachel and Leah, I see your father's countenance, that it is not favorable toward me as before, but the God of my father has been with me. And you guys all know that I've served your dad, and your dad's fucked me over, and, you know, God, if it wasn't for God, we'd all be homeless. You and your kids, our kids, everything, all our slaves' kids, they all be fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And he basically recounts all the bullshit about the street flocks and blah, 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 blah. Um, and then the angel of God comes down to him in a dream and is like, hey, bro... I saw your speckled and gray-spotted sheep. They're fucking great. Um, I see how fucking downtrodden you are. They're just fucking talking about their trials and tribulations and shit. Uh, I remember that greased-up rock you made. Uh, go back there, bro. Get, get out of here. Go back to your greased-up rock. That's your home. Yep. So he now has a mission. He's got two wives 
that are on board, right? Yeah. They, they, he tells them they don't care about their dad. And yeah, Father of the um, Year Laban, his kids immediately rat him, like sell him out. They're like, yeah, well, fucking let's get out of here. Yeah. And for all their faults as wives with the whole squabble thing we did last episode, yeah. at least they're, they got us back, right? They may treat his dick like a freaking. Like <laughs> kids treat up a, a pony at the petting zoo. Yeah, I was gonna say like a, to hop like on. a fucking carnival ride. They just put in their token. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But at least when it comes time, they're down. Yeah, they're like they're like you're the man of the house. Let's take your eleven kids and your four holes and let's get out of here. You know, <laughs> yeah. your four bag holes to come into. Great. Um, so he so they're ready to bounce. Yeah, he puts all his kids on the camels. They just fucking. Now, whatever you want to say about Jacob's redemption mark, he's certainly at this stage not above sneaking out in the middle of the night like a thief. Yes. Uh, another thing that's interesting is that, and he's not the only thief, is that um, while Laban's out like shearing his sheep, Rachel's like, okay, before I go, I gotta steal these fucking idols. These uh, teraphims, whatever the fuck they are. Yeah. Can we talk about that real quick? Some, go nuts. I have a deep dive on teraphim. So... I think I have a theory on why she wanted these teraphim. Now, one of the rabbinic scholars that uh, writes about this section of the Bible is describing what these house gods were, if you want to call them. There's a lot of different names for them. Okay. Household gods, teraphim. Well, he says that what they were, and this is an old school, you know, turn of the millennium, maybe three, 400 uh, AD writer, is saying that they were the heads of slaughtered firstborn males. Uh, from a family, adult males. Fucking gross. That they, uh, the heads are shaved, salted, and then mounted on a wall, and you consult them like an oracle, right? Like, you would talk to them, and they would, air quotes, talk back. So uh, I have a theory that this is like one of her big brothers. <laughs> so she's like, I'm going to go get Tim. <laughs> now, grain of salt, not only a grain of salt for the heads that were salted and shaved, right. but a grain of salt for Great you joke. listening to the story is that there's not too much evidence that's the case, but it's at least... On the playing field, I think. We'll I think. I think the way the Bible describes it is kind of like false gods, like idols or some shit. Like that's what they represent. I think it was like. Uh, now I never had a house like this. But you ever have a house that had like just a crucifix up? You know. I mean, you probably had yeah. a house like that. You know. I've. Uh, I don't think we ever had a crucifix, but we had biblical imagery, and I've been in houses that had it for sure. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Like I think it's like that. I think like they had like the crucifix over the door. Cause, I mean, I came from Hispanics. And there was always a crucifix over the kitchen or some bullshit. Yeah, and, uh, they practically make. I feel like you would Jesus notice. You like come back and like, in. what the fuck happened to our little gold Jesus? And they're like, oh, fuck did, did they steal our fucking Jesus? Did did someone come into my home, and steal fucking Jesus out of the kitchen? Which is funny because yeah, that's almost exactly parallel. It, it is the exact thing, and it's about to be completely condemned in this Bible, which is kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. So Rachel but goes out of her way to that. steal her dad's. Uh, idols and fucking bales. So th- not only does Jacob steal uh, Laban's daughters away, but Laban's daughters also steal his uh, version of God. They just, they just, they just gut him good, uh, which is fair. Which really Laban's a might, piece of shit. Fuck him. But really, that might be the only, uh, that might be the only actual thing that made Laban chase after them. I mean, I think he probably would have, yeah, even without the household gods being stolen. But that's definitely a sticking point for him. So well, he interesting that it, maybe though. Rachel caused this. Yeah. So um, three days after they've bailed, which is interesting because that's exactly how many days. So so put to the, in context, Laban Jacob's like, hey, I want some sheep, and Laban's like, okay, I'm gonna go put them three days away. 
And Jacob's like, all right, fucking let it go. And then when Jacob's three days away, Laban's like, no, no, no. Three days is not a fucking deterrent for me. Like, what happened? He finds out that, like, they fucking moved to the mountains of Gilead. And he's like, come on, brethren, let's go fucking kill my son-in-law. Let's fucking get him done, you know? Yeah, on my rough ride. Leave me outside. Leave me outside. Uh, Yeah, yeah, DMX. So, uh, well, that's not, is that DMX? It's rough first, yeah, okay. I nailed it. Uh, oh man, you, trust your instinct. Yeah, I did trust my instinct, but the way you were singing it just you was unintelligible. It. Oh, I didn't sound like <laughs> you didn't DMX. sound like DMX at all. You know, all you right. gotta go. Time to find a new career. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta put. <laughs> yeah, I did. You gotta, you gotta pretend you're go gargling rocks. Um, <laughs> so Jacob flees to the mountains of Gilead. Not a brave man. None of these people are. Uh, and Lebe, uh and as Laban's about to overtake him, he has a dream from God, and this doesn't make any sense to me. So God comes to Laban in his dreams and says, be careful that you speak to Jacob neither good nor bad. Like, what the fuck does that mean? It means that they needed a literary device to stop Laban from just killing Jacob and the family. So, Deus Ex Machina, here we are. Yeah. Let's hop in and stop Laban from being a madman. Yeah, Laban's like, like, Jacob's like, hey, I know what you're thinking. God's like to Laban, I know what you're thinking, but don't, don't do it. Don't you do that shit, bro. So now that he's got the fear of God rightfully shoved up his ass, uh, Laban catches up to him. And this is interesting. The way I'd interpret it was like an argument. Like Laban shows up and like Jacob's like like hiding behind a rock or something like a tree, like a coward. And Laban's like, hey, bro, what the fuck? You fucking steal my daughters. You steal my fucking idols. You come in here. You fucking take them away. Like what, what kind of piece of shit you are you? You the best sheep. Yeah. You took the best fucking sheep and you just sneak off as if you're like, you want to fucking kidnap my kids, you motherfucker? He says verbatim, you didn't even let me kiss my grandchildren and my daughters goodbye. 3127, why did you flee away secretly and steal away from me and not tell me? For I might have sent you away with joy, songs, with timbrel and heart. And you did not <laughs> allow me to kiss my sons and my daughters. Now you have done foolishly and so do it. Now, I think I this got, is... A, I gotta say... Go ahead. Uh, so, if... I'm Jacob. Yeah. That alone, being sent off with harps, is plenty of reason for me to sneak away. Yeah. I don't want that. That's creepy. Yeah, come dude. on, just fucking uh, harp music. See, if I were Jacob, I also wouldn't want to do it because, like, Laban's like, bro, if you had told me you were going to leave, I would have thrown you a feast. And Jacob's like, the last feast that you were at, I got raped. So <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a good point. Uh, you know what? Uh, fool me once, shame on me. <laughs> shame on you. But rape me. I don't want you to send one of your sons in here just because you got to get raped. He's, he's like, he's like, rape me once, shame on you. <laughs> but rape me twice, shame on me. I'm not gonna fucking fall for this. Got to learn eventually. Good time yeah. party you're fucking inviting me to. Um. So and Laban's like, listen, by right, I could fucking kick your ass right now, but. God came to me in the night and said, don't do it. So, which I think is, I think, I think at this point, and it's going to be alluded to later, I bet you Jacob's jacked, you know? Yeah. And Laban's an old ass man. So I think he's just talking out of his ass. I think he's just making up the God. Wait, wait, wait. What in the Bible told you that Laban's an ass man? I thought he could have gone either way. Great. As far as preferences. <laughs> I'm glad we took the time for that joke. No, right. but my point yeah. is that I think Laban's just talking out his ass. Like, like, like Laban's like that guy's like, hold me back, hold me back, bro, hold me back. And then like the second, you know, like, oh, I'd kick your ass. I'd kick your goddamn ass. And everyone here knows I could do it. I could totally kick your ass. But God said to let yeah, you go. And I, so I'm gonna let and I think happen. he realized he had nowhere to go with that point, that line, right? Yeah. Like he's not going to kick anyone's ass. So no, then he not. focuses. 
he focuses all his rage on these teraphim, right? That Rachel yeah, yeah. stole. So he he he's like, Jacob, you're lucky. I'd kick your goddamn ass if it wasn't for the fucking god coming to me in my sleep. You got lucky. You're yeah, yeah. But I'm still. So then he starts flipping everything over. He's like, all right, well, I'm gonna. I I know you stole my teraphim, and Jacob didn't know that Rachel stole them. So he's like, fuck you. Check my tent. He's like, steal Check your teraphim. I have a fucking god that comes into people's dreams at night. Like I'm fuck. <laughs> like I fucking want your fucking shaved kid. Your shaved fucking. Your, your shaved Sid's baby. I don't want any of that shit. Um. <laughs> so Jacob's like, you know no, it's what? Supposed to be a. It has to be a fully grown. Yeah, male so for it to be a, a fully grown male. Yeah, before they cut off its head. I know, I just get so sorry. Get more and more horrific. I thought I thought Sid's was bad, but to kill off anyway. Um, so Jacob's like, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck your shit. He's flexing on him now. He's like, you find that shit? I guarantee I don't need that. If you find that shit, whoever stole your fucking teraphims, I'll kill him with you. Let's fucking do it. Bring him out here. We'll make a spectacle of it. We'll do a show. Hell yeah. In front of all your friends. Let's do it. Um, so he gives Laban free reign. He's like, you know, you don't even need a warrant. Go and fucking search. I don't give a shit. Um, find me guilty. So Laban, so Laban goes in Jacob's tent. He doesn't find it there. He goes in the Leah's tent. He doesn't find it there. He goes in the maid's tent. So he's not finding it there. And then finally, he goes into Rachel's tent. Now Rachel did steal that shit. Let's set the scene. So he walks in. Now he's been going around. Everyone's like making a big deal of it. Like, yeah, look around. He goes into Rachel's tent. She has her camel saddle set up, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, under the saddle is the teraphim, which we know. And he's like, oh, looking around. Here's his daughter, who he hasn't seen in, well, I guess only like seven days. Um, <laughs> a week, and, uh, one week. Yeah, yeah, it's been a week. And she, of course, is quick to uh, dismiss the weirdness of her sitting in the middle of the tent on her saddle. Right. So she says, oh, oh, father, it's good to good to see you. Yeah, she had stuffed Sorry the idols in the saddle, and then she's sitting on the saddle like a turtle, I think. So no one looks under it. And she, She's like, Sorry, I'm not getting up, but you know. It's that time of the month. Yeah. She says to her father, Let it not displease my lord that I cannot rise before you, for the manner of women is with me. And he searched and did not find the idols. Laban's like, Oh, what's that? And she's like, Oh, yeah, I'm just squirting period blood all over the place. I'm like a fucking sprinkler system. And he's like, Oh. Yeah, you don't want to get near this. He's like, Fucking yuck, bitch. (laughs) All right. All right. I'll take your word for it. Which is why that's a lesson. If anyone ever tells me that they're on there, like, if I'm like, Hey, I need you to come over. They're like, I'm on my period. I'm like, You better fucking have me some proof. Because I'm not just gonna take your word. Hmm. I'm not gonna take your word for it. What uh? What qualifies? <laughs> no, let's, I want to. Tr- I want to hunt this bird down. Uh, uh, what I do is I get like a fucking twenty ounce soda can and I just fill it. Yeah. Dude, that reminds. Me, have you watched the movie The Apostle on Netflix? No, the new one. No, I haven't seen it. It's like the Netflix original film okay. with uh, Dan Stevens. Don't know who that is, but all right. It's- Oh, it's the guy that he was like a beast in Beauty and the New Beauty and the Beast, and he's uh, no idea. he's the main character in Legion. Never Anyways, they have to fill, they have to do that. So, oh my god. Well, all right. Well, yeah. for anyone who is wondering what's in that show, um, <laughs> now you know. If you ever, if you are, ever wanted like a fucking Rotten Tomatoes review, that's that's what you need to know. Yeah, that's the IMDb Sorry. summary. It was just very. I have a, that's very topical for me. Oh, yeah, it just dropped. I just we just we just hit a hot 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 take. So Laban comes back empty handed and just like anyone who's been frisked, you know, and they've done nothing wrong. Jacob's like, he's pissed. And now Jacob's pissed. He's like, you know what, bro, I'm fucking sick of your shit. You search my house. I don't have any of my shit. You fucking blow me up in front of your friends. You're fucking ghosting me, motherfucker. You know what? For 20 years, I've been with you. I fucking made your goats fuck. 
I took this whole shit with you. I, I, I had to marry your shitty fucking daughter. Not the one I, you know, not the one I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and anytime you got fucked over, I took the cost. One of your rams got eaten, I paid for that. One of your sheep fucking broke its neck, I fucking paid for that shit. They get eaten by beasts, I fucking wore all that stuff. I paid all my shit. And all you've done is fuck me, bro. All you've done is fuck me. And um, he's like, you know what? Unless the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac have been me, surely you would have sent me away empty-handed. God has seen my affliction, the labor in my hands, and rebuked you last night. I love it. So he sat here, and he let Laban go off. Laban went off about, oh, you didn't let me kiss my grandbabies. You stole my teraphim. And really, Laban ends up kind of standing there like an idiot. Yeah, right? Jacob's there with his arms crossed, just fucking fuming, you know, like, I can't believe this fucking Just waiting. This is just building up. And it's been building up, let's face it, not just Two during decades, this camp invasion, yeah. but for 20 years. It's been 20 years. It's been seven years of him married to the wrong wife. Mm-hmm. It's... He's he's pissed. He's full, and and it all comes out right here. Yeah, he probably was. His voice was probably cracking a little bit too. And then he says this. So this is Laban's weak ass reply to Jacob's rebuke. He says, "Well, the women are my daughters, and so the children are my children, and the flocks are my flock. All you see is mine. Yet what can I do about these daughters of mine, or about the children they have borne? Come now, let's make a covenant, you and I." and let it serve as a witness between us. So he basically says, well, this is still all mine, but okay, you can have it. Because he's impotent. I th- yeah, he's got Like you were saying I, earlier, I think what does he got? He, he was talking mad game. He bluffed hard. He's like, I'm going to kick your goddamn... I would. I would kick your ass, but God would, God would make me... I could. I could. I definitely could, bro. Yeah, uh, literally the worst. So Jacob's like, all right, let's fucking... We'll finally have peace in the Middle East. Finally... There'll be peace amongst our people. Let's stack a bunch of rocks, which I don't know if they've tried that yet with the modern struggle. I, I'm not really sure what's going on between Israel, Palestine, Egypt, and uh, all that. Call the UN. Call the UN, because here's a here's how they did it in the olden days. Uh, Jacob takes a bunch of rocks and makes a fucking stone pillar with it. And, uh, Brilliant. Yeah. And uh, they make a heap, and they called it... So Laban calls it Jegar Sahadutha. Oh. And Jacob calls it Galid. Don't know why that's significant. I, I, I there's no concordance. I don't know why. I don't know why they're talking about that shit. But um, so Laban's they both mean witness heap. Ooh, witness pile. Apparently. The witness pile. Um, yeah. And Laban says this heap, which is technically a legal term for whenever you put all the witnesses in a room before a trial and they have an orgy. <laughs> okay. That's legal. That's in the, your law books, okay, ladies great, and gentlemen. Great. Yeah, fuck you. Um, so Laban <laughs> says, let this heat be witnessed between you and me this day. Also, Mitzpah, um, and may the Lord watch between you and me when we are absent from one another. So there's three, there's three names for this place now. Yeah. And here's, the, here's, so here's Laban's little fucking jab at the end. If you afflict my daughters, or if you take other wives besides my daughters, although no man is with us... Let God witness between you and me. So it's a little fucking little threat. Like, if you ever fucking hurt, if you ever have sex with anyone but their two slaves, <laughs> then I'm going to fucking kick your ass. <laughs> Which is the, it's the uh, ancient version of the t-shirt that says, yeah, I've got a beautiful daughter and a shotgun. Yeah, yeah. Watch out. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a nice little threat, even though they've been married for 20 fucking years, or I guess 16 years, whatever, who gives a shit. But yeah, some bullshit. You know, he's like a little, little yeah, fucking threat. Only I, only I. If I, if I were him, I would have kicked Laban right in the balls. I just fucking 
and throw a rock. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. guess what? God didn't give me any such threat. I just spit in his fucking ear. <laughs> I'd hold him down, and i just hog a loogie right in his fucking ear canal. Just drizzle yeah, it. Just fucking give him a slow one. That's what, that's what I, the, the child of God, would do to this fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Um, so here's an interesting thing. Laban is like, okay, we're going to have this covenant that you're not going to fucking hurt my kids. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but this pile of rocks will be the witness. And Jacob's like, you know what? Fuck your rocks. Uh, I'm going to swear on the God of Abraham and Nahor and the God and the father judges and the fear of my father Isaac. So Laban's like, let's swear on these fucking rocks that you're not going to fuck over my kids. And Jacob's like, I swear to fucking God, bro. And this is kind of a flex on, I think, Laban's. Um, and I say I think. It's been interpreted by obviously people before me but it's a flex on laban's use of like these teraphim and the use of rocks the use of like physical objects to signify his faith in god so basically jacob is kind of condemning these objects and saying no no no! all, all you need is god you don't you got to have stupid shrunken heads in your house so so whereas laban will sort of base his life on any random shit he sees uh jacob's like well, uh, like oh this pile of gravel i swear on that and he's like i I swear to God, you know, the real, real, not your fucking bullshit. This one cactus is going to be witness or whatever. Got him. Um, and that's, that's, that's chapter 31. Yeah, right the there. next day, Laban rose early, kissed his sons and daughters, blessed them, and then BTFO'd. Bounced. Yep, and returned. And so to now, the fuck he's about. Uh, one interesting thing is that, if I'm not mistaken, th- this is sort of a line in the sand type deal, right? Do they ever say, um, that they placed the pillar between them and basically yeah, said... Yeah, so it's supposed, It's also a border. Yeah, it's a border. That's my whole point. Is that they, they put a bunch of rocks down. Like, you don't... You fucking stay on your side of the fence. I'll stay on my side of the fence. Mm-hmm. And so now they have kind of a uh, a place. You know, it's... it's what, what did we talk about? It's like a... Uh, it's like the Mending Wall by Robert Frost. Yeah. You know, you gotta have... You have it there. It keeps you separate. It also gives you kind of a reason to go see each other i guess maybe not in this case yeah they're not maintaining this I, I, would I think it's like when you have a roommate and you put like a big strap of duct tape on the pizza and you're like everything on this side of the duct tape <laughs> this is your fucking pizza. i get all the pizza under the duct tape. it's like where you put a bunch of rocks in your soup and you're like okay everything on the left side of this rocks is my soup <laughs> you can take that's what this is i would just put rat poison in <laughs> yeah, their food yeah 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 um I've cut this condom in half. This side is mine. This side is yours. That's not a bad idea. Uh, I do that with my wife sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's our, our poor puppy. <laughs> Genesis 32. Esau finally comes to meet Jacob. So Jacob is fleeing. He fled from Esau to Laban. And now he's fleeing from Laban ago. to back to Esau. Yeah. Um, he's basically he's kind of the typical domestic abuse victim. Yeah, just running back into the hands. Of he's just abuser. bouncing back and forth between his <laughs> abusive boyfriends. You know. Yeah. Um. So Jacob's on his way, and the angels of God come down to see him, and uh, he sees him. He's like, "Oh shit, this is God's camp," and he calls the place Mahanaim. It's a weird little name. And. It, it is weird. So Jacob's like, fuck, I am terrified of my older brother, my hairy bastard brother. Well, he names it Mahanaim because it means two camps or two hosts because when he got there, angels of the God met him. Mm. So he's saying it's not just 
my camp, but also got it's you. it's I our camp. Know. It's a little communist little yeah. commune that they've that's, got. That's, yeah. So very cult like. So right. Jacob's terrified of his brother, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna send some messengers to Edom because remember he ate that soup." Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, "Go speak to Esau and tell him that Jacob's come in, and then I've been hanging out with my uncle, and that I've got all these fucking livestock, and I'm doing great." And how are you doing? And also, I um, just want to be friends. Like, can I find favor in your sight? It's the original flex. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, bro, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm making a lot of money. I'm doing great. I'm sure you're fine, too. You know. Uh, you know. Yeah. He's basically writing a rap right humble now bragging. about all his chains. Yeah, he's humble bragging. He's got, like, yeah. yeah, got ice on my teeth, got chains on my neck. And it's like, hope you're doing well. I've got 11 kids, and my parents love me more than you. Good luck. Um, <laughs> try to make him cry. Uh, Maybe not bring that. Yeah. So the messengers come back and they're like, "Hey, we just saw your brother. He's good, by the way, but he's also got four hundred fucking dudes with him, and he's coming here. Uh-oh. You know, he's like, you don't have to come to me. I'm coming to you." And uh, Jacob's fucking terrified now. He's like, "Ooh, that flex didn't work." Um, so he breaks up the people into two companies. What, what is this? This is like him just. It's hedging head, head your bets, bets, right? He's like, if you're going to kill so you, somebody, at least you only kill half. At least it'll only be half a massacre. Yeah, my peeps will go on. Mm-hmm. My peeps will. So, Theoretically. Although, I guess 400 men could kill both camps. That'd be pretty wrong. I mean, uh, Abraham saved, uh, fought a fucking war with 318 servants. It sounds like Esau's got some good old-fashioned men coming, and he's got even more. Yeah, but I feel like... Uh, humanity is taking off at such a rate at this point that due to inflation Mm. of humanity, (laughs) 400 now would have been like maybe 30. Yeah, what was that in uh, Abraham dollars worth of people? In Abraham people dollars. I don't know. Um, So Jacob prays and is like, fuck. um, Well, what do I do? And the God comes out and is like, return to your country and to your family. I will, I'll take care of this shit, baby. You're good. This is an interesting quote. Genesis 32.10. Jacob finally fucking, like, mans up. And he's like, God, I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which you have shown your servant. For I crossed over this Jordan with my staff. Now I have become two companies. Deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau. For I fear him, lest he come and attack me and the mother of my children. So it's interesting. It's a it's a hail mary pass, right? It's a hail like, mary pass. He realizes. Go ahead. Well, he realizes that he's between a rock and a hard place. He just ran from Laban. He can't go back that way, right? Uh, he's got Esau ahead of him, who, as far as he knows, is still furious twenty years later. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, God's helped him out before, obviously. I let's let's I, bet on that. I horse. think it's significant. I know we've talked about um, <clears throat> Rebecca and Jacob and all that bullshit. And I think it's interesting to note that, so God tells Rebecca, your younger son is going to rule over the older, and basically they decide that they're going to make it happen through trickery and deceit and bullshit. Yeah. And I disagree that that's, I, I, and for their reward, they get punished. You know, Jacob has to flee, uh, fucking, there's strife in the family. I'm sure fucking Isaac was, like, looking at Rebecca, be like, you're a fucking whore, you know? Um, sure. 
And then he gets cast out, and then kind of in his own sense, through like hard work and fucking poplar seeds and making cheap fuck, uh, Jacob, on his own, kind of becomes the fucking big boy, you know? Yeah. And we kind of finally see that kind of turn that now Jacob, Jacob previously, total shithead, total fucking asshole. And now he's like on his knees like, God, I know that I don't deserve anything. You know, previous Jacob was like, I'm going to fucking steal everything because it's mine. I deserve that fucking birthright. Eat shit. Here's some soup if you die. And then all of a sudden now he's like, God, I don't deserve shit. But if you could just do something for my kids, he's becoming a dad. He's becoming a dad. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, um, so then what happens? God's like, yeah, you'll be fine. And... So what's this part here? He so uh, Genesis thirty two fourteen. Um, so he starts sending out. So he flexed earlier, but the four hundred men are still coming, <laughs> right? So he's sending. He he's putting out just words, right? Well, the words may or may not be working. The men are coming. So what do you do? You actually show, like, hey, I'm not lying. So he starts sending out stuff to Esau, like as a gift, and it's crazy. But he it's two hundred goats with twenty male goats. 200 ewes, 20 rams, 30 camels with their young, 40 cows, 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys, 10 male, and sends it out. And each animal he sent, group of animals, he sends with a different servant. So they're coming in waves, right? Yeah. It's not just some big thing. This is like the this is like the Macy's Day Parade in New York City. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he delivers them to Esau and like, like try to shine him. Like previously, Jacob was like, here's my rap album of how fucking hot I'm doing. And now he's resorted to like Instagram posts. Of him yeah, just, yeah, now he's ghost right in the whip, right, if yeah, you will. Now he's flinging Benjamins all over his Mercedes. Ooh. Yeah. Um, you get it. So he sends his servant, and they're like, all right, look at this shit. And by the way, tell Esau, this is his. He can have it. It's a gift. Don't kill me, and don't kill my kids. Um, and that's basically it. Uh, where are we at? He's in with the present. Yeah, yeah, so they basically give him a bunch of present. Um. Yeah, the plan is the past. So this is this is a weird part of the Bible, and this is one of those famous ones that I talked with Missy about in the past. But so the next night, he takes his wives, his two female servants, his eleven kids, and he crosses over the ford of Jabbok, and he sends them to one side of the river, and then Jacob stays on the other side of the river, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. All right, let's put ourselves in his shoes here for a second. So, you're on. You're on a. Let's just say, for the sake of making it relatable, you're out on a camping trip, right? right? You get separated from your family, your friends and family that you're camping with, and you come to like a strange tent, and you go in, and there's a guy, and it's dark, and you can't really see each other, but you can smell him, and he smells kind of good. Right. So you move in a little bit closer. You start taking off some of your clothes. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> you want to be. But you want to like, be ready to fight. Every fight starts with you taking yeah, off your yeah. shirt. Because you can get choked out by your own yeah. shirt. I don't know if you guys realize that's the that. first move is you uh, pull it up over their head so you can just bang, 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 bang. Hockey. It's punch a common jujitsu yeah. move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or hockey move. So you you slip out of it. You make yourself a little more slippery because Jacob's a slippery one. He's shown yeah. that. And you make contact, and his skin is so warm, and you realize yeah. that you haven't felt an embrace like this in a long time, and uh-huh. you begin to struggle. Right. And you struggle with him, and you're sweating and breathing in unison, and fighting all night and he knocks up your hip a little bit he hurts your hip yeah well i think there's a very famous uh, middle eastern quote that i've heard before that says uh men are for fun and women are for breeding and that's about Uh, that's actually that was me (laughs) that's what you said that's right that's what grant says when he was in the middle east um 
So yeah, so Genesis thirty-two twenty-five, uh, he wrestles with him, and then he see that he did not prevail against him, and the guy in the tent touched the socket of Jacob's hip, and Jacob's hip was out of joint, and he wrestled with him. So, the, so Jacob comes into his tent. There's a strange man. They're just oh, uh, they're just wrestling. They're just grunting. They're just oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, They're just wrestling all night, and none of them can. You know, who's on the top? Who's on bottom? Who's winning? What's gonna get it? You know, and then finally this dude touches Jacob's hip. And causes his socket to pop out, but Jacob he won't go. He he he's got he's got his spurs in now. You know he's he's getting in there deep. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy's like, okay, fuck it, let me go before the day breaks. And Jacob's like, no, no, I will not let you go unless you bless me, bless me all over my face, bless me, bless me so hard right now. You know. I just realized how this kind of sounds like the uh, the one uh, classical mythology story with Zeus. Uh, that he has to like leave by daylight or whatever. Uh, Remember that? I think it's. But he, oh no, it's Cupid. Maybe. I have no fuck. Or, uh, I I know what you're talking about, but I, I don't know the specifics of the Greek mythology. But the, I think it's more like you're just your average Tinder date, where by the time the sun comes uh, up, you gotta get the uh, fuck out of there. You don't want to be sticking around. Otherwise, you get like wrangled into breakfast. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jacob's like, "Tell me your name." And the guy goes, um, "There's a specific thing here." Um. Well, he, oh no no no! The angel's uh, like, all right, what's your name? Asks him his name, and he says Jacob. And Jacob's like, and then the angel or God, we're not sure. Yeah. So anyway, we'll, we'll say it's God. Yeah. Uh, the guy in the tent goes, okay, you know what? You say your name's Jacob. It's not. Your name has now become Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. So if you're ever wondering where the name Israel comes from, it comes from this very story, where a strange man entered Jacob's tent and they wrestled all night long. And then Jacob asks, what's your name? And uh, God says, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. He blessed him so hard. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. And as he crossed over Peniel, the sun rose on him and he limped. And to this day, the children of Israel do not eat the muscle of the shank, which is on the hip socket, (laughs) because they touch the socket. So they don't eat this plank and piece of the meat. Which is a weird because after the after the time that Jacob went into the tent and got got dealt with so hard, he so left the I don't want to play devil's advocate too hard on this story, but imagine you're uh, Rachel, and uh, you, all of a sudden Jacob like that before is like, okay, you guys got to go to the other side of the river. They're like, what? Don't we normally sleep in the same camp? Like, wh- why would you send us across the river? Like, what are you going to be doing? He's like, I I've got to pray, you know. Like, I need you. and then on the other side of the river, you just hear grunting and like fisting all. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear like people thrusting. It's fist- that means punching, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Fisting. Yeah, yeah. You hear thrusting and grunting, and just people, just two dudes, just uh, just grinding their teeth all night long. And then the next, I mean, you and I, yeah, you and I wrestled in high school. We get yeah, it. We get it. Yeah, you know, it's there's a lot of uh, there's a there's a lot of homoerotic. Uh, if you didn't know, if you, uh, to a layman's eyes, you would think there was some homoerotic stuff happening. But we men, we wrestle. And sometimes this. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes you kiss their neck a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you just, you're just some bros having a good time. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, Jacob comes out the tent the next day with a limp. And she's like, the fuck's that about? I've been hearing fucking terrible sounds coming out of the whole squelching noises <laughs> the whole fucking night. And night squelching. squelching. You ever imagine shoving your fist into a giant bucket of grapes? That's what I think of. <laughs> no, squelching is like a radio whenever it makes a weird oh, noise. Oh, no, I think of like stepping in like a pile of shit, like when it squeezes mm. between your toes. I guess, 
as far as onomatopoeia goes, you're more right. Yeah, definitely for sure. Uh, so she's like, I've been hearing these fucking noises coming from your tent all night long. Some weird guy just left, and now you've got a limp. What was that about? And he's like, I, uh... He showed me he God. He showed me God. I've been fighting <laughs> with God. It sounds sort of like something like Ted Haggard would do. Like, uh, they're like, what have you been up to all night? He's like, I've been struggling with God. And you're like, no, you've been snorting fucking meth off some lady boy's boner. Like, what the a, fuck are you talking 15 about? 15-year-old boy. Yeah, you're fucking <laughs> struggling with God. You're talking metaphorically. I want to know exactly what you were doing. You were fucking a kid in there, you know? <laughs> God damn. Well... He lived, though. That's the important yeah, so part. He, so and he, he is now blessed. Yeah, he wiped that blessing all over his face, and now his name is Israel. Now yeah. he's got a little limp. Hooray. <laughs> so now he's Israel. He's a new man, yeah. right? He's a changed man. And it's time for him to face the great Esau. So Genesis 33. Jacob lifts his eyes. He's got a little limp. And all of a sudden, Esau's coming. And with him are 400 dudes. And this is this is <laughs> this is so fucked up. So he divides the children Leah, Rachel, and the two maidservants. He puts the maidservants in the front or the uh, tip of the spear. Leah and her children in the middle, and Rachel and Joseph in the very rear. Um, this is classic cavalry setup, you know. Like you want to have the people you care about the least taking the front of the spears. So if anyone's going to get chopped up, it's going to be those maidservants who we're not even naming. And they're uh, fucking shitty kids. In the middle, you know, uh, in second place, Leah. Mm -hmm. And then in the rear, the ones we love and we actually care about, and if anyone's going to survive, it's going to be Rachel and Joseph. I mean, they would, it, would, I love it, it wouldn't do to mix them up or match them or treat them all equally. You definitely were like, okay, yeah. if the worst should come, was, you made servants. You're to shield Rachel with your bodies <laughs> to catch all those arrows. If there was... If there was ever, don't worry, I'll, I'll cut out all my voice of you talking over, over <laughs> you there for a little bit. Okay. If there was ever a time in the short lives, short, miserable lives of, of these children that he's birthed, that some of them were more important than others, that time is long gone if they ever didn't think that because he's laying it out. <laughs> he's saying, look, there's phalanxes of enemies about to come at us, and you're defenseless children, and I'm going to put you and your mothers in the way of the good kid. Yeah, like they're just in the front, and they're good like, Lord. I noticed that uh, Jacob is painting uh, Joseph and Rachel with like like premortal camouflage, and we're bright orange. Is there something to read into that? Or yeah. <laughs> I noticed we've got giant bullseyes on our faces, and uh, he's cowered under a rock. Is there is there something to read into here, Dad? <laughs> you no, love us, right, no, Dad? No, nothing at all. <laughs> No, nothing at all, young Kevin McAllister. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! So, <laughs> so he, so he rides out. He rides out to talk to his uh, long lost brother, and I say lost as if he hadn't run deliberately away from well, him twenty years ago. So he crosses to Esau, and there's kind of like they're like, like, so, and Esau and ran runs to meet with him, embraces him. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Go ahead. First, before you before you list before you tell that part, everyone turn on the Hallmark movie music in your head to listen like, to this part. All right, they, go ahead. they come across. They're looking at each other. They got squinty eyes. Jacob's girding his stomach because he thinks he's about to get punched. You know, and Esau just like walks over. He's like brother and fucking kisses on his neck and he's crying. He was like a fucking brother. I love you. Oh my god. Oh my god, brother. It is beautiful. And they have an emotional meeting. And Esau's like, brother, fucking love you, bro. And he, like, looks behind him. He sees this fucking phalanx of children in a defensive position. <laughs> <laughs> Little kids. 
kids with swords. Yeah. <laughs> there's just the there's the slave kids just with their necks exposed, and then there's the one all, just wrapped in body armor. Uh, and uh, he's like, "Who are these?" And uh, Jacob's like, "These are the children whom God has graciously given your servant." You know, like these are these are the kids of your uh, your your servant brother Jacob. And he's like, "Oh fuck yeah, man!" He's like, "Hungry, like I got fucking nephews." He's tossing them up. He's giving them noogies. You know, he's doing uncle shit with them, touching them inappropriately. It's adorable. Yeah. And um, so Leia, the maid servants come down in in order of because uh, he's still not sure. You know what I mean? So he's like, oh, yeah, yeah you want to yeah, meet my yeah. cousins? Meet the maidservant kids first. Just see how you handle that, you know? <laughs> Let's make sure you don't murder he, He's them checking so it. It's, like, can still it's like when you meet a, a rogue dog, and you're like, okay, hold on. Let me just give you my hand before, <laughs> to smell. Before I put let the me, peanut butter on my dick. Let me let, you sm- <laughs> <laughs> let me let you smell my hand before I go in for the pit pats, you know? So he, he brings up the maid. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, here's the maids. And then and Esau's like, cool, I love these fucking kids. He's like, all right, let me get Leah down from her horse. And Leslie's like, all right, yeah, that seems safe. Try these Let me kids. Bring it, <laughs> Rachel and Joseph. It would have been gangster AF if Esau was just waiting to meet Joseph because he knew and just gutted that little shrimp. Yeah. But uh, it's weird here because, okay, Esau has shown that even when he could have completely wiped Jacob out, he's homies, yeah. right? They're Esau's good. a good dude. It's all behind e- him. Esau doesn't deserve the shit that he got. I, you know, I, I, and so, I get that he's hairy, but. It's, it's so does Jacob do. Immediately, Jacob's like, Esau, well, Esau says, hey, let's ride back. Let's all go back to my place, yeah. you know, let, bring your whole family. And Jacob's like, oh, tell you what, we got to go slow. We got, like, some pregnant sheep. We got to, you know, take our time. Yeah. You go ahead. Yeah, you be fine. And, he, and Esau says, okay, well, I'll leave some men with you to help protect you, right? It's the least I can do. He's like, oh, I don't want yeah, that. That's no, it's fine. We'll, we'll, you, you we'll, we'll get you when we get you. We'll see you. We'll see you soon, bro. And yeah. Esau takes it to trust him. And Esau says, all right, all right, I'll see you back in the We're we're cool, right? And Jacob's like, totally cool. So cool, bro. Fucking cool as shit. So cool. So cool. And, of course, Jacob immediately goes somewhere else. He's like, ah, that was great. He didn't kill any of my maidservants' kids, but... Let's not push it. You know, it's like it's like when you have like a family over for Christmas, and you're like, "Oh man, you guys are so great. I haven't seen you in so long. I want to show you the fucking house. Let's do a tour." They're like, "No, nah, you know what? I'm just gonna go up in my room." And you hear them listening to Netflix on their tablet, and you're like, "The fuck? The fuck? <laughs> you settle down. I haven't seen you guys in like ten years. You're gonna come over? You're just gonna dick around your phones?" Like, <laughs> and right as you're finishing cooking dinner, you hear a knock at the door, and it's popping <laughs> <laughs> to go. Like they just take it, and they leave. <laughs> Fucking shit. shit Rude. So Esau returns back to Seir, expecting Jacob to show up. Instead, Jacob goes to Succoth um, and just builds himself a house at Saboozer's livestock and just lives there. He just, he's just like, oh, yeah. And it's called shelter because that's where they And some say Esau shelter. is still waiting to this day for the show. We get, him, we get to see him later, uh, right? We talk um, about him. But uh, so yeah, Jacob's like, "Don't worry, I'll, I'll see so you weird. there. I'll see you there. I'll see you. At, I'll see you at camp." And Jacob and Esau's like, "All right, cool, bro. Can't wait. We're gonna. We got so much to catch up on." And Jacob's like, "Totally, bro. I'll see you in a second. Don't worry about it. Don't Love don't you. keep an eye on us. Don't look back. Don't don't worry. Just give us a minute. We'll be there." And then he goes to a different city. <laughs> Woo! I know that feel. Honestly, that's how I feel every time that my sister tries to like do anything with me. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'll be out. I'll be out there. That's how I and, feel about when know. anyone wants to do anything. They're like, are we going to the club? I'm like, oh, yeah, man, don't uh, fucking, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. And I just turn off my phone. Well, yeah, we're too old for that yeah, shit. Get now. Fucked. I, I'm, I'm told, Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. You so, are. Jacob. <laughs> so, Jacob. <laughs> 
I wrestle guys. Um, so the Jacob goes to Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, um, and he pitched his tent before the city. And he bought a parcel of land where he pitched his tent. And from the children of Hamor, Shechem's father, for 100 pieces of money? I, mean, I don't understand what that is. Like, That's like if an 8-year-old wrote it, you know? Um, in mine it says 100 pieces of silver. Oh, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, mine, it just says he bought it for 100 money, which is, I don't know. And he was going at 5 well, speed, and he gave 100 this is what money. Happens when, this is what happens when you buy the coloring book Bible. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to And then you. he erected an altar and called it El Elohe Israel. Which is a cool name, because it means mighty is the God of Israel. Is that, oh. That's like if I opened up a garage, mm-hmm. like a mechanic's garage, and I called it "badass." Is the cars of Grant huh. right? Wouldn't that be cool? It would be very, very cool. I'm glad we. I'm glad we talked about that. Great. I'm glad we did too, man. <sighs> Good. And that's Genesis thirty-three. That is the end of thirty-three. Let's roll into thirty-four now. Uh, trigger warning. Yeah, this was going to be a lot, and we argued a lot about this on how we were going to present this so we're just gonna get it and i think the way i want to do this grant is uh-huh. let's go the traditional uh interpretation and then i'm gonna come back and tell you why i think it's all bullshit okay i'm, I'm down with that because i like i like where you're where you came okay so from. dina is the daughter of leah we mentioned her briefly and, in the last episode yeah just barely and uh it's really sad this is first off let's get into this She's mentioned in literally one verse earlier. Now, granted, that's the same case for a lot of the brothers, mm-hmm. but they come back around. Dina was mentioned in one verse when she was born, and then she kind of gets this chapter, although she is just a victim. She doesn't have any real... Kind of this chapter that, uh, all to her. Um, so it states that Dina is the daughter of Leah and was born and the daughter of Jacob. Shechem, who's also named after the city, the eponymous Chin. <laughs> yeah, I know. What the was heck? the son of Hamor, the Hivite, prince of the country. So, so this is the guy that they bought the land from that they're living on now is Hamor. So, so his little brat son, right? Shekin. Possibly. So, I'm going to specifically read this quote here, Genesis 34:2. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor, well, let's just read. Oh, so. This is Genesis 34. Now Dina, the daughter of Leah, whom she had born to Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Hivite, prince of the country, saw her, he took her and lay with her and violated her. Um, my concordance states that this was vicious rape, is the Hebrew expression for rape, and that he humiliated her in a vicious manner. In a, in a vicious manner. So the traditional definition would say that Shechem so sees her. She's like walking. She's like, oh, I'm just so innocent. And she's like walking in her sundress, just blown in the wind. She's like, I just want to see all the little girls. I just want to. I just want to hang out and make friends. Yeah, yeah. It's her new town. New town. She, she's like, she's like, she's prince. like, new town, new me, and ain't nothing gonna get me down. And then yeah. Shechem sees her and is like, mmm, and he raped her. So we gotta imagine this guy. You know, he he's the sec. He's the son of the guy in charge, yeah. right? He's probably used to go. He's got a strong case of affluenza, and uh, he does not ask. Yeah, there you go. He's yeah, the real. Brock <laughs> he's a Brock Turner. Turner. He's uh, uh, um, <laughs> he's convicted rapist Brock Turner. Um, yes, but unlike Brock Double Turner, convicted technically, yeah, right? Yeah. Then you try to like appeal. No, he's a he's convicted rapist Brock Turner. 
Yeah, okay. Put that in the tags. I want him to know. But anyway, uh, okay. so... I'll, t- I'll tag But Shechem, his soul was strongly attracted to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the young woman and spoke kindly to her. So he's like, you know what, Dina? I just, there's just something about you. I just love you. And she's like, burr, burr, you know, whatever. She's like trying to get away. And so, yeah. So he kind of goes from Brock Turner to like a Cal Drogo. At yeah, this yeah. Point, it gets a little bit. Where he raped her, but he's also like a dutiful husband now. He wants he's to got, be. He's I guess. got some poems. He's got some flowers. It's a little bit, it's a little bit conflicting. So yeah. he goes to his dad. He's like, Dad, uh, he's probably got her by the wrist at this point. He's like, Dad, uh, I don't know if you know what I've been up to, but uh, I want you to get me this young woman as a wife. And Hamor's like, oh, so, God damn. You know, okay. Well, we don't even know so that. Hamor I mean, pulls Hamor out his, seems to be so Hamor pulls out his checkbook. And he's like, okay, let's go, let's go talk to the young. Let's go talk to the man. So this is typical affluent yeah. behavior, right? Uh, Hamor is the leader. His little son comes running to him, Daddy, Daddy, I want this. And Homer, without any hesitation as far as the Bible shows, Homer's like, yeah, let's go. And so they go off to see Yeah, let's go. I, we can make this right. and his people. So Jacob hears that his that Shechem had defiled his daughter Dina. And I want, to, I want to specifically note the wording here. Jacob heard that Shechem had defiled his daughter. And his sons were with the livestock in the field. So Jacob held his peace until they came. So Jacob hears that his daughter has been defiled, but he sits on it. He doesn't tell anybody. He's a thinking And then Hamor shows up with his paycheck. He's got Shechem with him, and he's like, all right, come on. Oopsie doopsie. Come on. We can make this right. What, what's the price? And the sons of Jacob hear them talking about it, and they're like, fuck. They're fucking angry. Very angry. Because he had done a disgraceful thing in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, a thing which ought not to be done. So I want to specifically note, because I'm gonna get, we're gonna come back to this, is that there is a little of ambiguity to what they're specifically referencing when they say he's done it. All they'll say is that Dina has been violated and defiled and has done a thing, and Shechem has done a thing which ought not to be done. So I think there's a couple yes. ways to take it, but so. And it, it makes the brothers angry. That's the point. So the brothers are out. fucking pissed. They're like, this guy did that shit to our sister? Mm. Mm. And they're just, they just got their arms crossed. They're just, mmm. Mmm. You know? And, and so Hamor here thinks that he has the right answer, which is, hey, look, let's just make this good across the board. You let them marry. You guys intermarry with us. You know, we'll marry, our sons will marry your daughters. Your sons will marry our he daughters. He proposes we'll a shotgun like wedding. Yeah. Yeah, but also a joining of peoples. So Jacob is very uh, successful man. Clearly, he has enough goats and camels and cows and stuff to just fling yeah, them out yeah, willy yeah. to his brother. So it's a. This looks like a. He's good got one. Deal. He's you know, got one hundred money. You know. Yeah, be a hundred money to just throw around for. It's fucking rich. So they're like, they're like, let's get on board with this dude all the way. You know. Okay. Yeah. This this union between rapist and rapee. A victim, rapist, and victim will be the will be the. But I want to I want to highlight how Hamor sells this. Hamor goes to them and he says, "Listen, the soul of my son Shechem longs for your daughter. Please give him, please give her to him as a wife, and make marriages with us, and give your daughters to us, and take our daughters to yourselves. So you shall dwell with us, and the land shall be before you. Dwell and trade in it, and acquire possessions for yourselves in it." So Hamor in the corporate world, yeah. in the corporate world, they call this sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you guys make peanut butter. We make fucking chocolate. I got a plan. 
Reese's. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing is, like, that's Moore's whole plan. He's like, listen, all right, I know some shit went down. You're not happy. I'm not happy. But listen, my son loves your Wait. kid. It just works out for all of us. You give, it, but imagine also from Jacob's point of view, like you find out that your daughter's been defiled, and then here comes this guy's like, "Hey, this actually could be a good thing if you, you know, thought about it. If you actually thought about what's going down, it, this could work out for everybody." Indeed, I got. He's he just rubbing his hands. He's got like shekels. He's like, "I got a fucking plan here to make us all rich." <laughs> yeah. And so instead of Jacob replying, uh, his sons actually. Well, hold on. Right? Let, so so Hamor makes this offer, and then Shechem says to Jacob and Jacob's kids, let me find favor in your eyes, and whatever you say to me, I will give. Ask me ever so much dowry and gift, and I will give according to what you say to me, but please give me the young woman as a wife. So Hamor and Shechem, they're on their fucking knees. They're like, listen, I fucking love your daughter. I, I might have done a little fucking oopsie doopsie, uh, but I want her. I think you're, I think you're applying a lot. Of, you're doing a lot of between the lines. I don't. He specifically there. says, "I will give you whatever he you want." Say they're on his knees. Well, okay, he, he doesn't says, beg, yeah, but they're definitely not know. coming. I think the lines I'm reading through is the fact that there's no threat. There's no even really. They're just literally saying, "My kid loves your daughter. Whatever you ask, we'll do it as long as I can have her as a wife." That's the that's the sure. factual statement of what they've said. I I'm in. I'm, yeah, I agree. But I I know I know kind of where you're going with this, and I feel like you're okay. Fine, fuck. With some of your words. Okay. I'm not trying to be. All right, you, all right, continue. All right, so you. So go ahead. Yeah. So, but basically, they say we want to be buddies. We want to be pals. Uh, they they want to merge everything. This marriage between Shakam and Dina is just sort of the linchpin. Is the the some symbology for the rest of their uh, uh, rest of their groups of people coming together. So the brothers who we know are super pissed are still super pissed. And instead of just saying no, they answer. The Bible says they answer uh, deceitfully, right? Uh, So they say, tell you what, we can't do such a thing because you're not circumcised. You know, God said all of our men got to be circumcised. However, if you go circumcise yourself, if you get all of your people to become if circumcised, you snip every dick in town. Then yeah, every single dick in town gets snipped. We can do it. Yeah, we'll marry your daughters. You'll marry our daughters. Golden, we're yeah. fine. But you gotta do this. You snip. gotta do the snip if you want this ass. Yeah. So this is and so Hamor and Shachim they hear this and they they can't believe their luck. They're like, oh, I thought, I thought they might, I thought they bad. might kill us, but this actually worked out. So. Um, yeah, it's like they're like this is a good deal. This is a good so, deal. Uh, Genesis thirty four eighteen because I want to give the exact wording here. And their words pleased Hamor and Shechem, Hamor's son. So the young man did not delay to do the thing because he delighted in Jacob's daughter. He was more honorable than all the household of his father. So, yes. in one hand, the Bible says Shechem raped this girl, and on the other hand, he was more honorable than all the household of his father, and he was delighted in I Jacob's think- daughter. I think that's just showing them how low the bar is. <laughs> you think there's so shit that, like, uh, Shachim, convicted rapist Shachim, was greater well, again, than all the men this in is, house. If we're going to call back to Khal Drogo, mm-hmm. he was kind of the most honorable of all the Dothraki, and, uh, but he was, he was a rapist, a rapist right? Yeah, they were yeah. just a bunch he of shit. He was the kind ones. of rapist that would, like, be nice about it. The other rapists, they were, they were, they were raping corpses yes. and shit. But they were. Yeah. They were all way yeah, worse. They were raping, they were raping they were, horses and things. Yeah, yeah. So th- I think that's kind of that's the tone I take away from. They it. were lighting them on fire. Um, the Bible obviously does not intend 
and that's the only source we have on this. The Bible does not intend to speak well of these people, um, as far as I can tell. Uh, so Hamor and Shechem, they're on a mission. They're like, oh, fucking great. Great, great news. That went we well. got to get inside. This meeting went Israelites. so well. Um, and they go to the gate of the city, and they speak with the men of the city, saying, These men are at peace with us. Therefore, let them dwell in the land and trade in it. For indeed, the land is large enough for all of us, bro. Let's take their daughters as wives, and we'll give them our daughters so that they can have wives. Yep, but we'll get in on that sweet, sweet. And everyone's sheep like, action. everyone's probably like, sounds great. Yeah, fucking more wives, more sheep, more land. I mean, everyone's great. And then Hamor's like, ah, mm, there is one thing. <laughs> these guys are these guys are a little bit weird. Um, they will only consent to dwell with us if every male among us is circumcised as they are circumcised. You know. Yeah, and what I wish, what I really wish we knew about the city or town or whatever it is, is how many men we're talking, right? That would be such a good. There's like a thousand people that are like, you know what? I don't think we need a king anymore, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. Is is this a small little Bedouin town of of maybe fifty men? Is this even less? Is it is it a thousand? Right? We we have no context at all in the Bible for what sort of a group of people. Because I'll tell you. Just that all the men cut. Yeah. Because I tell you, if Trump came into town and was like, listen, uh, we uh, we in Canada, we're going to bind forces, but everyone's got to get their dick cut a little bit. I think you mean Russia. <laughs> yeah, Russia came, if Russia came was like, hey, guys, we uh, Russia's cool. They're the best people. I need everyone to cut their penis a little bit. That's when I'm busting out the old Second Amendment. Jinx. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, that's the line. I, there's a lot I will stand for, but make it be cut my penis. Um, so they sell it as like this deal. They're like, listen, they got tons of fucking land, tons of livestock, tons of property. We can only benefit from this deal, you guys. All you gotta do is a little snip, and we're all gonna make out like fucking bandits. And no one has a problem with it. They're like, shoot, why not? And all who went out of the gate of his city heeded Hamor and Shechem, and every male was circumcised, all who went out of the gate of the city. So, and I think that yeah. means if you live in the city, no one, no men work in the city, right? Like they don't. There's not stuff to do in the city. You go out to tend your fields. You go out to, you know, I don't know, hit rocks with a piece of brass or something. Sure, whatever they did yeah. back then. So everyone's coming and going, and that's just a good spot, I think, to do the snip. You stand at the gate. There's the guy that's got to hey, go spit in the river. Work. You know, he's got to do that eight hours a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the fisherman who just like slaps paddles together and hopes fish jump out of right. the water. I don't know what they did. There's the guy then. that has sex with sheep. But, <laughs> yeah. You mean all of them? So they have. Professionally, he's they the have, best. Everyone snipped up at this point. Now, the brothers know what's up. You don't just go in during the snipping, yeah. right? You wait three days. And that's, I guess, these guys have all been snipped, yeah. right? The Jacob's yeah. sons. They, they've all so been they snipped. Know. They know what's up. Well, they were snipped at eight days. They, and, you know. Sure, sure, sure. But they know the stories. The worst part of the pain is exactly three days. Yeah, that's in, when the sore really, you know, like when you work out that first day, you're like, that kind of sucks. And then it's the second day and the third day that really... Yeah, and you don't have, like, antiseptic. You don't have clean tools. So probably that's also when you have a fever from the probably infection. Probably people using their teeth, you know, and then they don't brush. So, <laughs> Hey, that's how the Finnish people uh, neuter their uh, caribou. So, yeah, maybe. So here's important to note. Simeon and Levi, who are Leah's children and Dina's brothers, take their swords and they come boldly upon the city and they kill all the fucking men. And they killed Hamor, and they killed Shechem with the edge of the sword, and they took Dina from Shechem's house, and they fucking left. Everyone. 
Yeah, they just came in there. They fucking went all Liam Neeson on their asses. They're like, fucking convicted rapist Brock Turner, and they just cut his fucking head off, you know? Wait a minute. See, this is why I want to know how many people Wait are there. Because they it, Wasn't it two Finnish guys that also beat up Brock Turner at the same time? Probably. Eerie. Um, so yeah. anyway. Wow, there's a lot of Finland coming yeah, yeah, up Yeah, here. we're talking about but, Finland. But they killed Turner. everyone in this entire city. Every dick hurting son of a <laughs> bunch of guys. Like, imagine that. Like, uh, Hamor and Shachim, they're like, hey, guys, I'm your prince. I got a fucking deal for you. It's going to be great. I just need everyone to fucking get over here. I got the fucking scissors. We're going to do this old school. And they're like, all right. And then three days later, they got a pack of ice on their fucking, you know, they're just pouring sand on it or whatever medieval fucking medicine that they knew. And then all of a sudden, two kids walk in with fucking swords. Like, oh, what the fuck? What the fuck's this all about? You know? I'm flipping back here real mm. quick. Do you remember. Who Levi and Simeon were born, born to? Leah. So Levi, they both yes. were? Simeon, yeah, and you're right, you're right. it's uh, Reuben, Simeon, and then Levi and Judah are the children of okay. Leah. So here's saying. why that's interesting. Go ahead. Uh, they were in the second tier of uh, family whenever the whenever Esau showed right, up, right. right? So just imagine if Esau had been mad and had started plowing through Jacob's family. They would have been stopped instantly when they got to leave. Yeah, they would have killed. Literally just killed a whole Their city. arms would have been tired from stabbing fucking Nap Jeff, whatever the fuck the, those other kids' names were. Shit tier shit, kids. Sons. They would have been working their way through the slave kids, and then as their arms are tired and their blades are getting kind of sticky, all of a sudden Levi and Simeon are fucking doing front flips over, <laughs> coming in there like Power Rangers. Just straight up sword matrix. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, total badasses. So anyway, so they go into the city, they kill all the dudes, they take Dina, and then they plunder the city. Uh, they take the sheep, the oxen, the donkeys, they take everything in the field, all the money. Uh, all their little ones and their wives, they took captive, and they plundered everything that was in the house. So these guys killed all the men and then took everyone else as slaves. Very Cal Drogo-like, you know? Yeah. Now, here's an interesting thing of note and what may give some context. Um, well, let's just finish it. So Jacob then goes to his kids. He's like, fuck. What did you do? You have he troubled says, me like, by making me obnoxious among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites and the Perizzites. And since we're very few and they're whole fucking cities, they will gather themselves together against me and kill me and I shall be destroyed, my household and I. And they kind of were like, well, should we treat our sister like a whore? Woo! Fuck. Just spits in fucking Jacob's face. So, Yeah, shut up, Jacob, you stupid old man. So that's the story. Now now it's time for a discussion, because I really wanted to get into this chapter. Yeah, so um, we got the two badasses. What, what do you, what, what's your point? So I guess my point is this, is that this book was written by men at a time where the definition of defiled was a little bit muddier than what we would consider now, or at least you and I would consider it now. There's actually, I think, pretty recent parables that match this. So a couple things to note. Mm -hmm. Simeon and Levi are referenced uh, further on as being kind of fucking assholes. I know that we consider Levi is the... We'll get to this, but I've been reading into it. Levi is the descendants of all priests. He's the father of the but there's a second kind of term. So the term I was looking for in the past was a midrash. A midrash is a biblical, a biblical exegesis uh, by Judaic authority. So basically it's like another work by rabbis at the time as they were interpreting the Torah, and this is their sort of explanation of it. Kind of like a concordance. I don't want 
I don't want to get you off track, but I would prefer that you use the term biblical. Biblical. <laughs> you like that, huh? Just continue to pronounce um, it that way. Yeah. So okay, Simeon and Levi become later known as being violent assholes. When Moses comes down and like is like, hey, are you guys worshiping the wrong fucking gods? It's the Levites who go and fucking take them to the sword. Um, and that yeah. later Simeon and Levi are considered war tribes. And later, uh, when Jacob is sort of given out land to the different tribes of Israel, the Simeons and the Levites will not be given large tracts of land. They'll be broken up and split up. So I like to think of them as kind of like Germany and Austria. Like, they, hmm. they're fucking great at what they do. They fucking know how to kill a bunch of people. But you kind of don't want them to get together. You don't want them to collaborate. You kind of just want to keep them apart. Put a, yeah, it could be dangerous. could be dangerous. Now, the things I want to specifically note is that uh, coming back to the beginning here, the term that they use is that Shechem violated her. Now, there's two ways to define yeah. that. He could have violated her by raping her, but um, so they believe that chapter 34 is sort of created from two different authors and it was sort of amalgamated together. Uh-huh. That violated could also mean seduced. And in which case, the bible or the israelites at the time would have had more of a problem with the whole miscegenation yeah thing. and that that was also a thing is that they care very deeply about uh fucking uh, pure blood you know uh, uh racial purity I, I agree and here's what i actually took away from it and like you mentioned earlier we talked about this already a mm-hmm. little bit um what i really take away from it more than anything is that how fascinating is it that it doesn't matter at the end of the day right to the bible it's hard for us to tell whether she was literally raped or just part of a, an illicit affair. Right. It doesn't matter. It's the same effect. Women have that little agency in their life. Yeah. Meanwhile, e- meanwhile, Esau's going out picking women wherever he wants. It's fine. He can screw. He can screw whoever he wants. The, the, I think that's the main thing is that when they say that they defiled her and when you've done something that should not be done, it's because, well, you just fucked property that wasn't yours to give. Like, Dina can't have sex with you. She's not allowed to. We don't let her. We're her brothers. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't hand you her know. out. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Reuben can literally fuck his stuff. <laughs> we'll get to that, but uh, we not. haven't covered that I yet. Know. But but it's yeah, relevant. yeah. I, but I, you know I what I'm saying? Like so, Dina. So we already know that when it came for Isaac to find a wife, and when it came for uh, yeah, when Isaac goes to find a wife, and then when Esau finds a wife, that they don't really care for these people. They're from the wrong side of the tracks. The Israelites don't like mm-hmm. the Canaanites. They think they're trash. The Hittites, all of them. They're like, oh, you fucked a Hittite. You're gross, you know. Ew. You know, so the way I interpreted it is that Shechem is like the son of a Canaanite, and then he sees this Jewish girl. He's talking sweet. He's got. He's like, oh, I like you. You should be my fucking wife. Blah blah. And Tina's like, well, I don't yeah. really have a lot going for me, you know. I mean, I was in the middle of the phalanx. That's as good as I got going for me. Um, <laughs> that's as much love as anyone's ever showed me. And Shechem's like, I love you. I sweet you. And he seduces her. He gets her down. You know, he dicks her hard. And then the brothers Whoa. find out. That their sister's been fucking an outsider. I, I don't know. I, I, I like to think of it as like a Mediterranean, uh, I don't know what you call it, poor kid. I don't know. Something racist. You know what I'm talking about. So they're like, they're like, sure. oh, he's, he's been dating one of the outsiders. We're just going to let our daughter. This would be completely at home in like deep south in like the early 1900s. Like you find out your sister's been dating one of the new black kids. And you're like, oh, no. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Forget early 1900s. Talk about 50 years ago, yeah, probably. Right? Maybe even 20 years ago. Late, you know? late 60s. I, I'm sure you would see it now. But, but you know what I'm talking about. We're like, like, oh, our daughter's, our sister has been dating uh, a race that we don't like. 
So we're going to kill everybody. And he's just like coming ahead. I'm like, I love her. And then, you know, I just want us to be equals. They're like, oh, yeah, totally. Just need you to fucking. And then they come in the night with the fucking noose and the fucking burning cross. That's how I think of fucking. Yeah, kill them. Levi. And kill yeah. Ev- the whole village kill everybody, of this you know? other race. And enslave them. Yeah. I agree. It could go either way. Now, uh, I think the Bible is rife with instances of rape. Uh, you know, obviously, it could all be apocryphal. It could be act- things that happen. And I think that uh, w- obviously we'll never know. Did Shakam really rape her? Did were they uh, were they a Romeo and Juliet situation? Um, what I agree, it's crazy. It's crazy that it's almost ambiguous. Though. It is like they're like, oh, he raped her, so we killed that's everybody. The really, like, well, that's the wild yeah. takeaway: is that maybe he raped her, maybe he didn't. It doesn't matter because we're going to hold those things on the same plane. And what I think, you know, we talk about a lot of what is drawn from this. If if this is meant to be the type of story that informs later Israelites. The real message here isn't that rape is wrong because that's kind of a given. Mm-hmm. The real message here is that miscegenation yeah, is wrong. Yeah. Uh, as far as the lessons. Like, oh, right. she's a whore for dating outside her race. Race traitor, whore. Yeah, it all makes sense. It's interesting, though, that they don't really seem to punish her. Um, so if I'm going to fucking case. give you some evidence. So here's the other thing. So um, there's a couple things. So, first of all, you can take it two ways. Either a guy, it's Simeon and Levi putting an entire sword, uh, city to the sword and then enslaving the rest because they're avenging their sister's rape. Or it's two angry brothers killing their sister's boyfriend and putting the rest of the sword for the fun of it. The one thing I will notice is that there is some ambiguity. But later, it's going to make reference to the fact that Dina may have had a kid in the name of Saul or Shaul. That will be given to Simeon, and it will later be referenced. I think it's Genesis forty six ten. When we get there, we'll, we'll we'll come back to this. Is that Simeon has his kids, and then Saul, son of the Canaanitish woman, which is how they refer to Dina later because she fucked a Canaanite. Huh. And okay. that when Very Dina later dies, she will be buried in Canaan. So I think it's kind of like they never forgave her for fucking some shitty shifty Canaanite. And that they take your kid and they're just like, you know, you're kind of, you've, you're a whore, you know, for what you've done. Wow. So that's, I think, is how I interpret this part of the Bible. And that's the evidence I got. Wow. Yeah. That's Book's wild. gross. Very interesting. So let's. So that, ra- that wraps up 34, that's huh? That's 34. Um, should we finish up with, do we want to get into 35 or 36 or do we want to? I think we might not to might not want to this time. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, let's call it. In. That's that's ready. a pretty hefty ending right there. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot for people to think about before we pick up pick up these, next week. These Israelites. Um, so let's look back at this. Um, we were talking at the beginning of the episode about Esau's. No, sorry, about Jacob's twins. I always get them mixed <laughs> up. We're talking about Jacob's uh, ark. Right. Where do you see his ark now? I mean, so I don't think things are ever good. I, I don't know. It, this is starting to get to like, you know, like an HBO, they have like a hung or like Breaking Bad has these arcs where you have these characters and they have these clearly defined goals, but they never really quite hit them. You know, at the second things start getting yeah. good, they get fucked. And then the second things start getting good, they get fucked. And it just kind of keeps the reader involved, whatever. You know, Jacob, he fucks over his brother. He's like, I got your birthright and your blessing, bitch. Fucking look at these meat hands. I tricked you. And then they're like, well, you got to get out of here. And he's like, oh, no, I lost everything. I got to get out of here. And then he gets to Laban, 
and he fucking gets a wife and he gets fucked over and then he gets some sheep and he gets fucked over and then he comes over here and even now he's like oh finally we're done happily ever after you know and they're like we still gotta sell fucking Mm -hmm. we still gotta film you know and they're like oh how about this um your kids murder an entire city and you're kind of like terrorists and now everyone wants you dead you know (laughs) rough um no i think that uh I think that I think that you're you're making a good point there. I just I want to believe in him so. Who bad. Jacob? <laughs> yeah. I at this point I think Jacob the the arc has sort of Jacob gets his balls. You know, is that he's been kind yeah. of living kind of craftily, and he hasn't. He definitely hasn't let that go. You know, like he, like he stands up to he, he like he puts his kid, he puts the kids he loves in the back, and then he saw it comes and he's just like oh he's like flexing his abs in case he gets punched. You know, he's like two for flinching, and. Uh, yeah. And then he saw us like, I love you, bro. And he's like, oh, cool, 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 cool. And, and he saw us like, you're coming back with me, right? And Jacob's like, totally, bro. Because Jacob doesn't have, despite all this. Does finger guns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, his finger guns, for sure. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, totally, bro. I'll see you there. Like, despite him, he finally mans up and stands up to Laban, you know, and has his little cry fit where he's like, you know what? You're a fucking asshole, bro. And then finally Jacob's like, you're coming. Or Esau's like, you're coming with me. And Jacob's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he doesn't have the power to fucking. Totes. Yeah, he had the nuts to stand up to Laban when pushed to his limit, but now he's back to just being like, uh, whatever the past of leaf resistance is, so that well, you know, you got to you see the four hundred men, and that's you got to be at least a little suspicious there. Yeah, yeah. You, you here comes four hundred men, dudes to and I've got children and slaves that I'm pushing. <laughs> like that's what I've got in comprehend. Now and and Levi and Simeon, the two most badass people of all now, time. What I read from my um, the midrash that uh, I read that uh, accommodates this is that Simeon and Levi are thirteen and fourteen at the time of this shit. <laughs> so they're fucking. They're going in. They're going ham. They're just. They've been playing a shit ton of Xbox Live. They've been trained their whole lives. <laughs> <laughs> they're like just like the simulations, and they just fucking go and start killing everybody. <laughs> assassins. This is obviously some assassin yeah, creed. They go. They go fucking hard in the paint. Um, so. Yeah. They some wild ones. So we've definitely covered Dina, I think, uh, much more in depth than we typically do. Um, so we can kind of skip that. But what what do you think was the point of this? Like, what is, uh, if, again, we've talked about the literal definitions of what we've said. What, figuratively, what the fuck is this shit? What, what was the point of this? Why talk about Laban and his sheep? Like, is this just saying what Jacob did, or are we using it as a lesson? I think this was a lot of uh, so going back to James L. Kugel, my my homie that wrote uh, How to Read the Bible. Mm-hmm. He calls these schematic narratives, and they're narratives that are basically schematics for future life. Right? In this case, we're talking about um, okay, why do we not have idols? Mm. I know why because you know that was Laban's way, and these are blasphemous. You know, why do we not intermarry? Well, because if you do, you got to kill their whole city. And they're not, they're not like Aesop's fables to mm-hmm. us in a way that we can we can see a very clear moral to the story. I think it's a different culture. It's thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. right? So they aren't going to be as clean and pretty as we want them to be. But that's basically what they are. They're showing why we behave the ways we do. Just like with Jacob and Esau, these are backgrounds on the history between. Israel and Edom, right? Who at one point Israel overtakes them and then Edom uh, eventually goes to war and gets their freedom back, their independence. And you see that 
played out with the prophecy that God gives to uh, Rebecca at the beginning of the Jacob and Esau saga. So a lot of this is just matches up so perfectly with the way that Israel Israeli people will continue in life, that the way that the rest of this Old Testament uh, spills out, that it, it's probably a lot of schematic hmm. narrative, is, is what he says. I think... I think it's interesting. It is interesting. I, I come back to this idea. I, so growing up in the South, as I did, at least for some of the time, um, there was kind of this argument that like atheism is naturally wrong. And that even if you don't believe that the Bible's a source of goodness, you know, and one constant thing that you would hear was like, uh, you know, if your morals don't come from the Bible, where do they come from? You know, there's no reason that we wouldn't just murder everybody, you know? Yeah. And I didn't really understand it because in my mind when I was trying to parse what they're fucking saying to me, it was like, you're talking about hell or some bullshit, you know? Like the reason why we don't kill and the reason why we don't murder is because of, you know, because you'll get punished or what have you. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm kind of reading Genesis, and I feel like it might be a long, a roundabout way of kind of being like, well, this is what happens when you fucking do it, you know? Like, I didn't realize that there was necessarily this kind of this degree of uh, sort of, uh, like, testament to why we have morals or where these rules are coming from or why these people feel the way they feel, that kind of thing. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like an actual... It seemed arbitrary. Yeah. Or they were just like, well, you do what we tell you because we fucking told you to, you know, whereas it might actually, you know, like, well, you know, if you talk to Jacob stealing from his brother, he kind of gets fucked over. And then his life of lies and deceit and betrayal kind of get him more fucked, you know? And then he wrestles a guy yeah. in a tent all night long and his, his back was never the same. Yeah, like if you're an old school Israeli person or even, you know, just a couple thousand years ago versus three, you got to wonder... What can I take from this? What and there's things that would pop out to them that I think would be, they would make sense in, the, in the relative to daily life. Right. You know that you would be able to kind of apply it. Um, I, I would imagine at least. So I think that's the idea, and you can tell by different writers, which I I'm not learned enough to to get into that. I mm-hmm. think that I would definitely screw it up. But there's different points in even in the stuff as we're reading it that if you're reading the Hebrew, it's pretty clear that different people are writing mm-hmm. it, probably for different purposes, uh, like we're talking about. I'll do some more research and we'll come back to it, because when we were talking about the Dina thing, um, there's definitely evidence for two different writers. They call one the Elohe writer, and then the other one. But uh, basically, I think they state, and I'm not sure, it's either four or five key authors that write the Torah, the Pentateuch, uh-huh. and that when this was eventually codified, they were taking it from... In some places, like for one chapter, they'd take half from one author and then half from another, you know. So even by chapter, it's multiple authors writing. Yeah. Um, but uh, just, just that, that exists. That, that, that's why you kind of have like them being like, oh, well, this happened to her. And then later they're using different words in the same fucking chapter, you know. And you're like, well, that's fucking confusing, you yeah. But they had different. Yeah, and it's probably like for their little political reasons of whatever they wanted to get across in the story. Um. I know we fucking joke. So is Jacob a gay rights icon? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I thought that it was one of those things where um, I remember it from, because uh, I wasn't really familiar with it. I remember we were, I was reading this um, Cracked article from way back in the day. I mean, back when Cracked was still uh, good entertainment. And um, they were talking about like six times in the Bible where like uh, that don't make any sense. And they were talking about the time where Jacob just beats the shit out of God in a fucking wrestling match, you know? 
Uh-huh. And I was talking to Missy about it. Like, you know, I obviously I had no context. I didn't actually had read the actual Bible. I was like, was there a time where God gets his ass kicked by some random dude in like a fist fight? And Missy's like, no, no, that wasn't what happened. No one could beat God in a fist fight. And I was like, well, kind of sounds like Jacob was kicking his ass for a while there, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, my concordance here, again, my concordance is mostly like, I think brainwashing, but, um, there's the part where so he's wrestling this guy and then the dude pops Jacob's hip and they're like this just shows that uh, the angel wasn't even breaking his sweat he could have kicked Jacob's ass anytime because you know he could have just broken every bone in his body like if he'd felt like it you know so he was just toying with yeah. him well it's just like he decided to finally turn on yeah, yeah. that's what I say like yeah you're trying just, to beat well, a level cheated oh you're gonna use magic in this wrestling match you know well here's a question if so eventually, you know, we're getting way, way further into this Bible story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus was a man, mm-hmm. right? It was God who became a man. Sure, I'll take your word on it. Would he have had? Would he have had great wrestling abilities? I don't. Or would he have had regular human ones? And if he wasn't a wrestling match and was starting losing, would he have had to have, like call on his God power? So maybe it was just maybe God assumed a man's form, or maybe it was an angel. That when was we a get man. to Jesus, we'll have like a discussion a, on who would win in a fight, but uh, <laughs> between him and Jacob, but. Uh, I think it's an interesting note, you know, as him just like, I'm going to kick this guy's ass. Um, I was like, that's like saying like, oh, my dad could kick your dad's ass. And they actually have a fight. And then one dad pulls out a gun. And you're like, see, he could have kicked his ass any time. We had a gun the whole time. Like, well, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that really answers our question. Fucking shot him. But like, <laughs> that's cheating. Um, but uh, yeah, the, he sends his kids away over the river and then has a all night wrestle match with a strange man in the dark. Hey, who knows? And it was so good. Do you ever have sex so good that you change your name? <laughs> <laughs> I light up the cigarette and I'm like, I'm not cool anymore. I want anymore. you to call me Carl. I'm like, what? <laughs> I want you to call me He Struggles. Like, He Struggles. <laughs> uh, that'd be a funny. Like, you have sex and then the next day you like light the cigarette. You're like, I want you to call me King Orgasmo. And you're like, what? It's because I did it. I did it so Womb good. Yeah. I want you to call me five times. Okay. Five times Cole. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh fuck oh, alright well that's the bible everybody we've covered <laughs> that's the most of it that's the important so, part so we wrap, We ended today we went pretty short ended on 34 we'll pick up on 35 uh, with episode 9 and uh, yeah that's, that's, that's it, a wrap man. we're gonna we're gonna talk about some cool stuff uh, What? there's actually some boring chapters coming up before we get to the oh cool I stuff, can't believe okay. it um, so, hey what's our twitter handle hey Oh, yeah. So if you want to reach out to us, talk with us, do it, please. We're so lonely. We're at Revelations on Twitter. If you want to send us something with more substance, if you want to send us stuff that's illegal on mm-hmm. Twitter, our Gmail is irrevelationspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.